0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in on this Sunday morning. I'm sure, possibly, let Dr. Cecilia Kais will be with us momentarily. We just I'm on the
0: line.
1: Ad- okay, thank you. My
0: there phone you was just having a. My phone was just having a problem coming off mute for some reason.
1: <laughs> okay, I figured that. All righty, go ahead.
0: Thank you, Minister Sylvia Oh my goodness, good morning, good morning, good morning This is the third Sunday in the month of May 2023 This message today must really be something A matter of fact, I'm not going to say it must be It is something because I was muted And um, I'm just, I just can't explain it to you Uh, But I'm going to tell you the name of the message uh, way in advance before Minister Sylvia prays for us and prays for Minister Marco and prays for all of the people that are sick and shut in and that haven't lost someone. And as our minister um, Sheila, uh the late she leads to say, Thank you, thank you, thank you And as she thanks uh, uh the trees, the the, the animals and, and everybody, as she that's the Lord leader. The message today is forgiveness that is key to living God's abundant life. So Minister Sylvia, can you pray with us and for us?
1: Yes, I can. Father God, we come to to you before we could do anything, God, I ask for you to forgive us of every sin, God, because we want to make sure that when we pray, that our prayers are not just heard, but received by you, Father God. So we ask you today to forgive us of every sin, knowing that we know that you sent your Son to die for us, and that when He died for us, He gave us the opportunity to repent. So we thank you for that, oh, God. God, we thank you for each and every believer, whether they're getting ready to go to church, or they're getting ready to look at church, or they're getting ready to hear church on the airwaves, whichever way it comes. God, we want to just say thank you. God, we want to say to you to bless the shut-in, bless the locked-in, Bless the ones that's just out here roaming around in the streets looking for a place to go, roaming around on the radio, blog talk, looking for a word to hear. God, we just ask you to let them stop by, smile through er Shopping Iron, to hear what you have to say, because iron shopping iron. God, we want to say this, Touch the heart of Minister Margo. Touch her spirit. Touch her mind, O oh Lord. God, let her know that late in the midnight hour, your angels are still there ministering to her, setting her at the atmosphere in her room. Not just standing by her, but hovering over her with love, with healing powers, oh God. We ask you to keep her in a perfect peace. Keep her mind stayed on you, oh God. We ask you to continue to minister, teach, and talk to Pastor Servant Troy Thomas, oh God. That it be your will, not our will. Your way, not our way. But God, we just ask you to do only what you can do. Remind him of the prophecy. Remind him of every yes he said. Remind him of every word that he said to you, O God. Remind him of accountability. Remind him to be respectful of walking in that title of pastor, of servant. Remind him, God. It's just not a good idea, but it's a lifestyle. Mm. Remind him, God, it's a commitment. God, help us with commitment, oh, Lord. Uh, teach us to only say what you say. Teach us to ask you what to say before we say it, oh, God. Teach us how to pray what you tell us to pray, oh, God. Regardless what it sound like, look like, what somebody may hear, but God, what you say. Teach us how to call out the foolish things of this world to confound the wise, because that's your word. That's what you say, God. Teach us how to listen. Teach us how to daily talk to you, God. Teach us how to daily sing a song to you, God. Teach us how to daily write in our, our heart a love song to you, God. Teach us how to ask you for what you would have us to do, O oh God. Teach us how to wait on you, O oh Lord. Teach us how to ask you to clean out our ears that I may hear you, O oh God. Shut down the other voices. Shut down the other problems or other good idea, great ideas, great conversations that's going on in our heads, God, that we may hear you, we may receive you, oh God. Teach us how to be quiet. Teach us that when your word is going forth in the church, in the home, or just wherever we hear, God, we keep our feet, we be still, we sit down, we don't move, God. Teach us how to reverence your word, oh God. God, the government said they don't know how we're going to come out, God, how this is going to happen, how that's going to happen. But God touched the government heart of our country to say, how dare you provide for others but forget about your own? God, we just ask you to come back to America. Have America come back to you, oh God. Teach us, God, how the saints to cry out loud. Teach us how to pray, oh God, that prayer fixes things. We say it, but God, how are we doing it? Teach us, God, how to stand on our word, our promises, our commitment that we gave to you, oh God. Teach us, God, how to come back and give time, spend time with you, want to be with you, take time out, God, the songs. I don't know how you're gonna do it. I don't know when you're gonna do it. But one thing I do know, God, you're gonna make a way. Nobody but you can fix it. Fix it, Lord. Fix it. Fix it, Lord. Fix it. God, we're in such a place. All we can think about is mind, mind, mine, mine. But God, everything we have is because of you. Everything we have, God, you've made it possible. God, cover us in our families, our homes, our jobs. Cover us, oh God, during this season. We're changing and going into another season. <clears throat> Where well, the devil is roaming back and forth, seeking that who we may destroy. But God, we ask you to put a hedge around each and every one of us. Our homes, our loved ones, God. God, whatever happens, is your will. God, whatever happens, give us the heart to receive it. Accept it. God, we just ask you right now, God, to cover, 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 cover. Cover, 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 oh, Lord. Protect, oh, God, Protect. Turn it around, oh God, see your glory, see your glory. How do you say, oh Lord, give us one more chance? Give us another chance, God, to get it right. God, we receive your love, we receive your power, we
0: receive
1: your forgiveness, oh God. Teach us how to give it back to you. Bless every listener live and every listener in the replay, and the rebroadcast, in the archives listening, whether it's a, a minute away or a hundred years away. God, I pray for my family down to a thousandth generation. God, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. And the church, thank you, God, for letting your word last forever. When heaven and earth pass away, God, your word will still be here standing. In Jesus' name, I pray these things that it is so, and so it is. Amen. While we're waiting on the possible elect phone to come off from of mute, you all pray. Pray to know when the enemy is trying to stop a word from coming forth. That's gonna bless you going to bless me, going to bless the body of Christ, in Jesus' name it is, so open the lines, oh
0: Lord, open the lines. And so video message on today, <laughs> ooh, it's going to be an uppercut, a roundhouse kick, uh, it's going to be a lot of things, it may be a couple of technical knockouts, so I have a question, and that's how we're going to start this off. I have a question, and it's a long question. So even if I only have one person answer, or none to answer, this is my question. And it's a question that God gave me. I can't take credit for this long question. What sickness, disease, pain, discomfort, relationship, job, guiltiness? Or innocence, or the ignorance, or ignoring the innocent, or friendship, or enemy, or world leader, or neighbor, or neighborhood, or witch, wizard, spouse, sibling, mama, daddy, aunt, uncle, nephew, or niece, or cousin, etc., ex, or wannabe, sin, shortcoming, mental or emotional or even physical struggle. Or challenge, or vow, or doubt, or request, or positive, or negative, or person, or thing, or place, or location, in the north, the south, the east, and the west, what sky, body, a water, mountain, valley, cave, demonic force, a stronghold, or family, state, or city? or atmosphere, or broken heart, or rejection, or cosmos, or or galactica, or gas, or element, or organism, or source, or resource, or failure, or success, or network, or plague, or epidemic, or pandemic, virus, bacteria, insect, animal, mammal, creature, known or unknown, Or night, or day terror, or fear, or obsession, or depression, or oppression, suppression, band, or boundary, or building, or region, or country, or nation, or organization, or agency, local, municipal, state, federal, or even global, or more. What thing, what situation, what circumstances, what entity, what anything, what state of mind, what state of more, state or less is greater than God, is greater than Jesus is greater than God's Holy Spirit. I just need to hear just one person. What, 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 who, 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 where, how, what's greater? Mm. Really, name it because if you believe that there's anything greater than God, His Son or His Holy Spirit You've been bamboozled You've been hoodwinked You've been fooled You've been cheated into knowing And experiencing and living In the greatness of God The one and only true and living God If you think that it's bigger than God This message is for you If you've ever thought it was bigger than God if you've ever doubted God, this message is for you. So whether you're listening to it today or in the archives or, or whenever, this message is for you. Guess what? First partaker, it's for me. I've been sick before. I've been able unable to walk. I've been in a coma before. I've been unable to pay my bills. I've been threatened. I've been rejected, I've been misunderstood, I've been mistreated, I've been neglected, I've been overlooked. And even worse than that, I've had the nerve to think that it was so great. But when I learned to take it to God, but God, but God, but God, but God, God. When I learned to lay it at the feet of the master, I learned that he's always been and is still greater than any of those things that we just missed it, all of it, all of it, not just some of it, not just one or two of it, but all. See, our father allowed Abraham to ask him about a number of people and things A righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah Well, we're in America And it's turned into a Sodom and Gomorrah So I've been asking God God, whether it's a million or one person Can you please have mercy, mercy Mercy, mercy on America Mercy, mercy, mercy on the states and the cities and the people in these places. Mercy, 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 whether it's one or a million or a thousand or a hundred. Mercy, mercy, mercy. God, give us your grace. Mercy, mercy, mercy. God, expose to cold and then help us to recover all for your glory, God. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Well, on May 17th, God had me to write on Facebook greetings. Exposing and sharing secrets and demonic strongholds allows and provides healing and walking in and through forgiveness. And the reason why is because many times people are with you but yet they're rejecting you. People are um, saying they support you but yet they're walking in covetousness or jealousy. Mhm, I know. Yes, even those family members. Yeah. Mhm. Even those so-called friends. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, even the ones that you talk to every day or every other day. Mhm. Even those ones that have been there for you financially, physically, emotionally, all of them. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. It's amazing. How many people don't understand that the secrets and the strongholds and the thoughts that people hold against you are really because they've been sent by the enemy of our soul to kill, to steal, and destroy your destiny, and ultimately you, by trying to keep you in unforgiveness, by trying to keep you into hiding your practiced sin. By trying to keep you uh, hanging out with the very people that have been pimping you for your blessings I said, I said been pimping you for your blessings Because see, they don't want to have a relationship with God themselves But because you do, they really hate you Because you do, they reject you because you do, they teach against the very foundation of the things that God and the Holy Spirit and the Son, His Son, Jesus Christ, has placed on the inside of you. Does any of these demonic strongholds sound familiar to you? See, let me tell you about one of the demonic strongholds and and, and secrets. When people are um, not respecting, when you're, Praying or teaching or doing things um, For God It's an antichrist spirit On the inside of them Even though they may not even be aware of it If you're preaching and teaching And they're doing all types of things Or things to disrupt it It's a type of demonic force That's connected to the antichrist spirit Because this force This person This thing Does not want God And the word of God to be heard So they're allowing that Supreme evil on the inside Of them, that fundamental Enemy, that opponent of God They're in a way Saying no, I don't care That you claim God is all of this and that And you worship him I'm going to blaspheme him In a way of You won't even know, I'm not going to put my mouth On him, but I'm going to try to make it Where People can't hear. There's so much, uh, as Minister Silver was talking about, going on around you. There's so much clatter. There's so much clutter. There's so much stuff going on. Why? Because God wants you to know that the enemy doesn't want the word to be heard or understood. So whether he's performing his own miraculous powers, because he does have miraculous powers, they don't add up to God in his power. But he can he can do some small things. I mean, look at Moses and all the witches and the wizards and the sorcerers that he deal with. But see he doesn't want the full authority of God to be released through your ministry, through the gospel of Jesus Christ that will come against the the world's economies and the world's mindsets. He wants to desecrate the very temple of God, yeah, you you're one of the temples of God that he's trying to desecrate. He wants to destroy your your economic influence, uh-huh, yeah, he wants to mess with your money. He wants you to buy this and buy that and do this and do that so that you can not be able to do what God told you to do because you're so busy worrying about the Robin Peter to pay paul Robin Paul to pay Peter. But see, when the Antichrist and his unwise decisions, <laughs> and that's what they are, comes up against God, who is all powerful and who has all wisdom, God always wins. See, the Antichrist, yeah, he denies the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. And yes, he'll even deny the resurrection. Of Jesus Christ, and yes, it's all rooted in flesh, and and yes, it'll be a, people that are practicing atheism and denying the atonement and, and and persecuting the saints. But it's also going to be those subtle ones, those subtle ones that you're really sleeping with the enemy, and you may not be sleeping at night with the enemy, but because you're entertaining. Their things that they do They're trying to suppress your ministry It's not where necessarily Sometimes you have to talk to them About their humanism and lawlessness And their legalism And their new age things But sometimes you just need to pray Because see If you get them to stop doing it You have to keep them From stopping doing it But if God gets them to stop doing it As they say It's done, done, done and see, these bondages mm-hmm, that they have you in and this captivity got you worried about this and worried about that, how you can do this or that without them. Um, did you forget you did it without them before you even met them? Did you forget you done it without them even since you met them? Did you forget that you're not to be a slave To anything or anybody Because, see, being in bondage means that you're in captivity You're sometimes involuntarily serving their compulsions And and their obligations and what they want And what they think they need Well, this spirit of bondage also comes with bitterness And addictions and abuses So although you don't know it, you're being abused You're being misused. And on today, God is saying, stop it. Stop it. So whether the bondage is alcohol or sin or a disease or cigarettes or drugs or alcohol or overeating, because, ooh, I'm going to tell on myself. I'm going to expose myself. I got a sweet tooth, my my my. That God definitely gonna have to deliver me from. I love food, yes I do. And it's okay to love food, but to overindulge, I've been guilty. Hmm. Yes, I have. But see, we can have money and blessings and things of that sort, and even overindulge in that. We can have religious. Uh, There are some people that are so self-righteous Until nothing you do in ministry will ever be what they want you to do So don't try to do what everybody wants you to do in ministry Do what God has told you to do in Mm -hmm. ministry So whether you're having these demonic dreams or nightmares Or thinking about self-harm or suicide That's not God Because like we said earlier the enemy is coming to kill, to steal, and destroy. But God has come that you may have life, and you may have it, that, or abundantly. So see, death isn't always a physical death, where your soul and your body and stuff is separated from God. It's also a spiritual death, where you can't hear God where you can't feel God, where you're always doubting God, where you can't believe God, where you keep forgetting all of the things that he's done for you. Guilty as charged. That's me, God. So I'm not saying that I always remember what God has done for me, but I am saying that I'm blessed enough to have um, God and his ministry and angels to remind me, whether they remind me through a person or they remind me through situations. Somebody's out there riding the bus. So did I. Somebody's out there riding the train. So did I. And I've done it since I've been grown. When my parents um, died, I had uh, my mom's car and another car. I had a few cars with me um, down in North Carolina, but guess what? At one time, they all broke down. And at one time, there was no public transportation or anything for me to get around. I was walking here and walking there. Because it was even where I lived so far out, the taxis didn't even want to come there. So I've been there. Some people say, but what about when the death is death to certain things in my body, infirmities? Mm Mm-hmm. There's tissues that die. There's some people that have had miscarriages. There's people that have had premature death from various word curses and things from people in their family. But we need to pray. we got to pray for that unborn child, that child that's here. We have to pray for those that are experiencing depression, death in their mind and in their innovation and in their ability to think positive. That's what this depression does. It wants you to die in your very conversation. It's always talking about doubting or what God didn't do or, or hatred or, or needing a drink or this or that. When God sends you someone that's a blessing to you and all you want to do is hurt them because of the jealousy and envy and the covetousness that's on the inside of you that the enemy is hidden within you to make you think you're just speaking up because you have the right to let them know, check yourself. It may not be the right to let them know. It may be jealousy and covetousness that's hiding, that's making you so sensitive to Um, You're snapping out at people for no reason. I was talking to my um, sister, Minister Sylvia, at one time, and I told her, I said I was praying, and God had told me don't let the spirit, I won't say of the person because that's not God, don't let that spirit come back. And I realized not only was it trying to creep in, it was trying to stay there because it wanted to promote strife and decor, discord. It wanted to destroy the relationship that God had put in place for so many years. And see, that would have been a type of death, because death of that relationship would have actually catapulted and hurted others. Because there's people that have been watching us for years, that had have admired the relationship that our mother and our father and God instilled. That's a whole other message. And see, some people are dealing with this death and dumb spirit. It's demonic. It makes you not want to hear. I didn't say not hear. I said it makes you not want to hear. You don't want to hear, God, or you're. it's hard to hear. You don't want to listen. You want to be attentive. And, and attentive, meaning that the person's speaking, the person's praying, and you're off doing other things. Oh, I'm multitasking. I'm listening. No, you're not. It's that deaf and dumb reasoning. It wants to deprive you of the power to hear God, the power to be in one voice, in one spirit with God. It wants to incapacitate. It doesn't want you to understand spiritually or negatively in the natural. So if you are negatively not hearing God spiritually or naturally, you know what that means? It means that there's a voice in the background that's being like a chanter that's trying to boggle up what you're doing to make you think that that other thing you're doing is more important. Is it more important, or should you be praying for the speaker? Is it more important, or should you be encouraging the speaker? Is it more important, or should you be in agreement with the speaker? Because the speaker is speaking the divine message from God. Why do you think the enemy wants you to do all those other things? Because he wants you to be in that deaf and dumb state that is, not in agreement with what God is pressing forward. Because see, when you're, when you're deaf, that means you can't hear, but when you're dumb, you can't speak. You might even want to say something, but you can't. You're unwilling to say what the word of God is saying. But see, in the Bible, Christ showed us many times where speech and hearing have been restored, so whether it's the enemy that came to try to kill you or kill things in your life or to speak against it with that Antichrist spirit, or it's trying to make it where you can't hear, and you can't speak. just go to God, God expose it, decode it, whatever it is, it's just jealousy. If it's covetousness, if it's evil, envy, if whatever evil it is, expose it. If it appears they're having a, a seizure in the spirit, or if they're anorexic, they don't even have an appetite to want to hear or speak your word. If they're trying to drown in their own vomit, if they got a lunatic, Insane spirits, whatever, whatever it is, God expose it. If their stronghold is even divination, see that's foretelling. That's taking the very things of God and trying to use sorcery and and omens and the various things to um, demonize. The word of God. Because he gives us word of knowledge. He gives us those things to help us to prophesy and to let someone know those hidden things. He clarifies futures and discernments that are going to be in the future. He gives us those things that we need to encourage us to live, to live, to live, to abort and destroy the things of our flesh. He gives us those things to do that. But see, the enemy knows how to get us to try to use it for gain. So, yes, there's many people using the prophetic gift of God for gain, not for gaining a greater relationship with him, not for gaining a deeper fellowship with him, not for gaining an understanding but he wants us to be in error, whether it's biblical error or non-biblical error. See, error non biblically could mean that there was a miscalculation in your finances, miscalculation in your math, and so now there's something wrong with um, your 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 income or income, to assets, to liability calculation. I'm not talking about, you know, when the uh, runner miscalculates the basis and he gets called out. I'm not talking about um, when someone makes a judgment about you and they misunderstand you. I'm not talking about the difference between one and two. I'm talking about a biblical error to the point of you going astray. You wander. You've been given over to your reprobate mind. But see, being given over to a reprobate mind is not a mere oversight. It's not a mere mistake or calculation mathematically or running from one base to the other. This error is usually from some type of false doctrine or false teaching. Or lust of the flesh, or you being unteachable, or unholy, or having wrong counsel. Minister Sylvia oftentimes talks about Psalms 91, it talks about taking the counsel of the ungodly. Sometimes it's you're playing with a familiar spirit. And so you may say, What does all of this have to do with unforgiveness? Well, see, when you're playing around with things like this, it is usually because it wants to hide that secret. It wants to hide that behavior. So it has you over here busy and all of this stuff that has nothing to do with you and the gospel and you're spreading it because you're so busy over here telling these lies. Sometimes somebody told you two or three stories and you're so confused and you've got so much Confusion going on in chaos until you've taken those two or three stories and made them into one. And now it's a lie. Because he's bamboozled you. He's confused you. Because you're so busy minding somebody else's business until you can't mind your own. But it's because of that fear, that fear that's on the inside of you of being rejected, of being misunderstood. It's like those night terrors that you have at night. It's not because you want to dream those dreams, but it's because the enemy wants to distract you. Because if he keeps you distracted, now you'll be not just walking around in financial and economic lack and disparity and poverty, but you'll be in lack spiritually in your fellowship with God and your understanding of God. And when he's telling you to forgive, you're so busy thinking of things that you lack, things that you need, things that you want, until you forget about how God gives and gives and gives and gives. And now you're looking at this person and saying, why they got that, why I can't have that. Sometimes it's because you're lazy, and sometimes it's because It's not your season because God's going to bless you. Just wait. A matter of fact, he just revealed to me, you already blessed. You're just looking in the wrong places. You got five, six cars. You got, you didn't have all these uh, things of jewelry. You didn't even have five or six, I'm going to say it, I'm going to tell it myself, five or six, 20 wigs, you didn't had all these colognes, you didn't have you already blessed. But see you're so busy looking over here at these other people and what's going on with them. Yes, and sometimes you're in the same house and sometimes you're pretentiously watching them away afar off. But why are you looking at them instead of just making your request name known to God? People make bucket lists. I did it at 13. Didn't know it, but I had a thing. Because God said, if you have not, because you didn't ask. So I had to learn to ask. But then, let's get one more thing straight. I had to learn to be specific. Let me tell you about a blessing God gave me. I asked him for a certain uh, amount of resources and income, and he gave it to me. But guess what I forgot to ask him? To allow me to have that and be living in one place so I didn't have to pay rent and mortgage. See, there's a difference in paying mortgages, different places where you could have houses and land and all of that, different places, and people are living there and they're, you know, paying into the income that God has brought into your life. But see, I was in a place to where... I was making the income I asked him for, but I was splitting it between my mortgage where I couldn't enjoy that place because I was so busy over here paying rent. Well, I learned to be specific and say, God, I I would like this or that, and I want to be able to enjoy that which you've given me. I didn't say, God, what I got. I said, I want to enjoy that which you've given me. This is not a hopeless situation for me. This is a case of me telling God what I want and being specific. God teaches us how to be specific. He teaches us how to ask Him for what we want, but He also will let, uh, allow us to learn how to ask. Asking God is an art. That only God can teach And the reason that I call it An art Is because When God teaches you how to do something It's great It's perfect, so now it's an art It's a gifting, it's a talent That he's giving me I've been asking God how to show me How to deal with bereavement And grief Since I lost my sister Sheila I oftentimes want to call her, and I've experienced this before with my mom and dad when they died a few minutes apart, or rather months, I said minutes. And so he was teaching me then. I learned this when I had the various infirmities and and sicknesses that I dealt with, whether it was when I was in a coma, when I couldn't walk, um, when I had a tumor that they had to remove. Why, right while I was pregnant at the same time I learned this when I was dealing with people That were jealous of me And I had no reason to understand why Because I didn't know these people This was like before even I was living for the Lord When me and my sister was going out Doing different things And there was people covetous They were coveting us And they were angry of us And I didn't understand why then when I came on the Lord's side I thought it was gonna stop. I'm in good company. Jesus didn't deserve the way the people were jealous of him. He didn't deserve the way the people were covetous of him. He didn't deserve the way they were envious of him, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the kings and all of them. John the Baptist didn't deserve it. All of that falsifying and the lying and the accusations that were going on. But you know what I had to learn? I had to learn that many times when we come on the Lord's side, we expect the gossiping and the hypocrisy and the um, profanity and the uh, things that are of the world to stop. But what happens is God shows us how to deal with those perversions and how to use them to minister to his people. The people will always be trying to seduce you. People will always be trying to get you to walk in whoredom, and the whoredom that I'm talking about is going from God to God to God. See, people don't want you to be with the one and only true and living God and stay with him. They want you to prostitute his blessings. They want you to manipulate his blessings. They want you to not appreciate his blessings. They want you to take credit for his blessings. They want you to become the gigolo, oh, my God, of the church, the gigolo of the ministry. No, but what we need to do is take that mentality of abusing and misusing the things of God and show people how you can bless them. The more he blesses you, the more you bless them. We're not um, people that are looking at a brand brand name like we got to have e saint lauren and we've got to have coach but we want to have the name of god on us not see there's a difference when you're wearing um saint lauren and you're wearing gucci and you're wearing um coach and you're wearing michael Kors, and you're wearing all of these designer names but what about wearing the name of the greatest designer. So that means that if we're to wear his name, we have to do that which is hard. You have to forgive those that speak ill of you. You have to forgive those that are jealous of you. You have to forgive those that are walking in covetousness towards you. You have to forgive those that are neglecting you. You have to forgive those that are misusing and abusing you. Because sometimes God is saying to you, I told you to let him go, to let her go, to let them go, to let it go. So if God is saying, let that job go, let it go. Mm -hmm. If God is saying, let that relationship go, let it go. If God is saying, let that city or that state go, let it go. If God is saying that person that was helping you in that ministry, their season is over, let them go. Many of us want people to help us out in ministry, and they are sent to help us, but it's for a season, not for a lifetime. But we serve a lifetime God, and He wants us to wear the greatest designer ever written. Where God? Put him on the inside of your heart. Where is Holy Spirit? Listen to him. Speak to what he says and to what he says. Where Jesus? Be a true Christian. Not Christian Dion. Let people look at you and say, he or she loves God. Wear the greatest designer ever made. He himself is God. Wear his forgiveness. Wear it. Let him say, I can't believe he or she forgave them for that. What an awesome privilege to wear forgiveness, to wear charity. To wear a God be love, to wear mercy, to wear grace, to wear being a giver, to wear being a prayer warrior. Wear it. All of the attributes of God, wear them. And let that be your designer. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing the design of charity. Yes. I'm wearing the design of a godly love. Yes. I'm wearing my God's a God they love. So if you haven't heard anything else, I pray that you've heard the things that God is exposing and decoding during this season because this is your season to be known as a person that walks and looks like and is the twin of God. That's all I have. Minister Sylvia, I'm turning it over to you.
1: I thank God for the service on today. Like the woman of God said, a lot of us have to say, ouch, instead of amen. And some of us just have to say, amen, God, I get it, I got it, I heard it, I received it. I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to get the instructions that we got today, as the ending was, let it go. I'd rather please God than man, let it go. I'd rather please God than man, so no matter what they say, I'd rather please God than man, because no matter what you do, what you say, what when the world has gave an opinion of you, Only God can change their mind and heart, so let it go. Get about God business, and don't worry about your business because your business should be God's business. I thank God for the word on today. Um, The lines are open. If anyone would like to share at this time with us, please go ahead. The lines are open. Okay, since we have no one to share with us at this time because you may be getting out the car on your way to church or you may be at work or whatever you're doing, we want to say thank you so much for tuning in on today, this Sunday morning, the third Sunday of the month, which is the time of the day that you can serve the Lord with us, have a service with us. Enjoy hearing from the woman of God. Um, This is the third Monday of the month, so do we know the third day of the uh, week? They call it Hump Day. So this is our Hump Sunday. Hump on over to see what God has to say for you and get about his business because he's worthy. Thank you again. Next Sunday we will be back here at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. 10:30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, with our very own Apostle, like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Apostle, will be bringing forth another wonderful message from God, bringing forth the Word. If you come back tomorrow night, Monday, at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will get to hear myself and Pastor. I'm sorry. Elder Ron Montgomery and Mother Tony Montgomery. We will be bringing forth the word according to what the Bible says that God told us to live by with family rules and regulations and input. If you come back next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will get the chance to hear what God has put on my heart. Minister Sylvia Kaiser to share with you all concerning what he has for the body of Christ to do with pushing forth his word, his wisdom, and letting people know that God is more than a good idea. We want to say thank you. We love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you could do about it. We want to say thank you because you took the time out to listen to us. We want to say thank you because you know that this is an anointed program, service, a blog talk that is appointed by God and not just a good idea. We want you to know that our foundation of Scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We want you to know that God is God. He's not just a good idea. Apostle blake is back in your hands.
0: Thank you, Minister Sylvia. Um, when you get an opportunity, every reader, please read First Timothy four. It talks about the Spirit clearly saying that latter times the. Um, People will abandon the faith because they're following deceiving spirits and demons But it also talks about for everything God created is good And nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving Because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer So when you heard us talking about the exposing of the demons, it's because God is going to do that Because he knows that in the latter times Many will be deceived And he doesn't want us to be deceived He doesn't want us to be left behind But he wants us to walk in forgiveness And charity and love Uh, Minister Sylvia said We love you and there's nothing you can do about it So guess what God loves us And we love him And he loves you too so, bye bye.
1: Possibly before you leave, could you mention that scripture one okay, more time? Okay, hold on. Before you leave, could that you mention that scripture one more time?
0: First Timothy, and it's chapter four. You want to read the whole thing, but if you read verses one through four, those will be the main ones that I just read. But if you read First Timothy, the fourth chapter, it talks about seducing spirits. Thank you. You're welcome. Love you. Bye-bye. group. No purchase necessary. Boy were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.